It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. <laughs> Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. It's 6.57 on the Blitz 11.70. He is Bryce or Brees. He'll answer to anything as long as you don't call him late for dinner, right, as the old story goes. Call yes. him anything else. Uh, we, I'm Rick Corey. Coming up at about, oh, 50 minutes from now, we'll be talking to Matt Derry. We're going to cover the Lions. He's the Locked On podcast uh, owner, if you will, or reporter for the Lions. So we'll get with him a little bit later on today. We're going to also be talking to you, 918-262-5072, our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. Have a good text here from Rachel I'll read in a moment. We'll get back into the River Spirit thing coming up and uh, we've already heard from pat crofts once today we'll probably hear a little bit uh, another piece of that a little later on here during the show because it is a significant piece of what's going to be happening in the tulsa sports scene over the next few years as a matter of fact one of the bigger ones i would think right now unless something else bigger comes along you know <laughs> exactly and you, you know i i want to re- i want to remind you too remember the tulsa oilers ice center is going to have some opportunities for that kind of thing too and uh, so the oilers when they open the Wee street ice center they're going to have the restaurants and bars, and they're going to be a sports bar in there. Now, it won't be the size of what they're doing at River Spirit, but my point is we're going to have a couple of cool options when it comes to venues. At 6.58, it's time for me to let Bryce off the chain a little bit. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's Today in Sports History with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now, grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, January 23rd, 1934, the New York Rangers left wing Murray Murdoch plays his 400th uh, straight NHL game in a 5-2 win over the Ottawa Senators at Madison Square Garden. Streak reaches 508 consecutive games. 1943, Detroit Red Wings scores NHL record eight goals in one period. 1953, the NFL's Dallas Texans become the Baltimore Colts. They're now the Indianapolis Colts. 1953 as well, NFL's National and American Conference become Eastern and Western Conference. 1959, in the NBA All-Star Game in Detroit, St. Louis's Bob Pettit and Elgin Baylor of Minneapolis become the first co-winners of the MVP award, leading the West to a 124-108 victory. 1965, Boston Celtics center Bill Russell misses all 14 shots in a 104-100 loss to Philadelphia 76ers led by newly acquired Wilt Chamberlain. 1976, the Washington Capitals, in their 25-game winless streak, after an 0-22-3 start, they beat the New York Rangers 7-5. 1978, NFL Pro Bowl in Tampa. The NFC beats the AFC 14-13. MVP is Walter Payton of the Chicago Bears. 1980, George Gervin of San Antonio scores 55 points in a 144-130 victory over the Indiana Pacers. 1983, tennis is great. Bjorn Borg announces his retirement at 26, five-time Wimbledon and six-time French Open winner. 1983, the Mud Bowl. Miami Dolphins beat the New York Jets 14 to nothing in the AFC Championship game on a wet, muddy field, which negated the Jets' significant speed and skills advantage. 1988, Australian Open women's tennis. Steffi Graf of Germany wins the first of three consecutive Australian single crowns, beats American Chris Evert 6-1 and 7-6. 1994 AFC Championship at Rich Stadium in Orchard Park. Buffalo Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs 30-13. And that same year in the NFC Championship, Texas Stadium, Dallas Cowboys beat the San Francisco 49ers 38-21. 1998, Michael Jordan scored in double figures for the 800th consecutive game in a 198 OT win over New Jersey. Jordan would add 40 more double-figure scoring games to his NBA record before retiring for the second time at the end of the 97-98 season. 
2000, Dallas's Don Nelson becomes the sixth coach in NBA history to win 900 career games when the Mavericks defeat the Detroit Pistons 99-91 at the Palace. 2008, Baylor, which waited 39 years to get back into the top 25, plays five overtimes in its first win as a ranked team. Curtis Jarrell scores a career-high 36 points, including 11 in the fifth overtime, to lead number 25 Baylor to a 116-110 win over number 18 Texas A&M. 2011, Aaron Rodgers runs for a touchdown and makes a saving tackle. B.J. Raji returns an interception for a score, and Sam Shields has two interceptions to lead the Green Bay Packers to a 21-14 win over the Chicago Bears in the NFC Championship game. The Packers, with road wins in Philadelphia, Atlanta, and Chicago, become the first NFC number 6 seed to advance to the Super Bowl. 2012, Skylar Diggins matches a season high with 27 points, and number two Notre Dame routes number seven Tennessee 72 to 44, holding the Lady Vols their lowest scoring output in modern school history. 2015, the Golden State Warriors' Clay Thompson scores 52 points in a 126 to 101 win over the Sacramento Kings. In the win, Thompson sets an NBA record for points in a quarter by scoring 37 in the third. It broke the record of 33 points previously held by George Gervin and Carmelo Anthony. 2016, Walt No-Neck Williams, American professional baseball player for the White Sox, passes away at the age of 72. In 2018, LeBron James sinks a left-wing jump shot with 1.1 seconds left in the first quarter in San Antonio to cross the 30,000 career points threshold. He becomes the youngest player and seventh all-time to reach 30,000 career points, joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, and Dirk Nowitzki. Birthdays today, January 23rd, 1936, Jerry Kramer, Hall of Fame Packers guard, 1953, Pat Hayden, former Rams quarterback and NBC analyst. 1968, Eric Metcalf, former Browns running back. 1970, Jim Schwantz, former Cowboys linebacker. 1975, Phil Phil Dawson, former Browns kicker. 1979, Larry Hughes, former Wizards and Cavs guard. 1990, Levante David, Bucks linebacker. 1994, Addison Russell, former Cubs shortstop. 1996, Keita Bates-Diop, Spurs forward. And 2000, Trey Hill, Bingle Center. And that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Eric Metcalf, man. I used to love watching that dude run. I think he, he was with the Cardinals at one point, too, and was really good. 703 here on the Blitz 1170. He's got a, a text from Jeremy Poplin, uh, our boss and the afternoon show host, of course, along with Pat with Colby on the uh, the uh, Pop and Colby show. It's called The Show in the Afternoon, and this is, this is pretty big news. We'll get into it after we finish Not Sports, but Netflix is uh, jumping into sports they just made an agreement to broadcast WWE's Raw starting next year. This is a five billion dollar, five billion dollar deal with Same. Netflix, and we'll get into more about why and, and what their thoughts are coming up. Right now, seven oh three. Let's do some not sports. Yeah, this actually came out yesterday afternoon, but really excited to see Billy Joel putting out his first new music in thirty one years. Doesn't seem like it because the music never goes away. And and I I personally don't have any of his stuff. I mean, I don't dislike Billy Joel. It's just not something I gravitate to. Yeah. My wife's a huge fan, so it's big news for her and for most people who do love the guy. 31 years later, new music coming out February 1st from Billy Joel, which I thought was really cool. Uh, this one's going to be, see, the last one was at 93 called River of Dreams. So there's a song coming out on the February 1st called Turn the Lights Back On. <laughs> and I just saw, that's what I saw in his tweet yesterday. Hey, it's time to turn the lights back on, which I thought was really cool. All right. Uh, so we hear, at least I do, <laughs> I know about you. Uh, I've heard the term toxic m- masculinity yes. multiple times in the culture we're in now. And then I also see the other side of where people say, men aren't men anymore. Well, if you feel like you're losing that edge, there is a boot camp for men just to get back your masculinity. Mm. And apparently it's 
fairly brutal. Yeah. Crawling uphill on your stomachs covered in grime, on your back, shimmying your way under like razor wire while somebody dumps, you know, squirts a hose in your face. Uh, <laughs> some guy ranting consistently telling him you're a disappointment. It's like <laughs> training for an elite military mission. So let's say just join the military. They're man. called like- man. Well, <laughs> they're called man camps. And they're designed basically for men's self-improvement. And they're getting a lot of attention. This is called the Modern Day Night Project, and it's in Southern California. And you can look it up and see videos of people. I mean, we've seen either excerpts or what people pass off when it comes to recreations of excerpts of watching, say, Navy SEALs train or Army Rangers. And that's what you're that's what you're looking at here. But, you know, as as much as, you know, be a guy, that's fine. I I wonder how many of us would truly be ready to go out there and do that, especially, you know, look, there's a lot of people going to gyms and stay in shape. Good yeah, for no. them. I can't see it. But if you want to go and you're worried about your masculinity, we can help. We got the place for you. We can. Yeah, we can help. Would you go? No. No, I can't I see you not. doing either. No, neither am I. I'm let's way just go out. to the gym, man. Just Let's find something easier. Right? Let's just watch. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'd rather do. I'll, I'll get the feeling, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, Somehow. speaking of that. If you're one of those people who keep really close, you know, watch on your weight. So you weigh every day. Doctors now have the best time to weigh yourself for consistency because it can't fluctuate a lot during the day, right? Morning and afternoon, you get in the morning, you tend to weigh a little bit less. You start to eat and drink a little bit. You start to retain a little water, you know, so it's obviously going to cause you to, to weigh a little bit more. So... The whole idea is if you want to be as consistent as possible, you want to weigh in the morning. And that makes some sense because yeah. the same thing, you've just been asleep overnight. So you've all been in the same place. You haven't had, you know, so to speak. Because I like how you're taller in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like you're taller because yeah. like your, sp- your spine hasn't compressed yeah. and all that, you know? Yeah, so, so if you want to do that, you want to do, be consistent with it, and you want to also have the best result. That's a way to do that, right? Uh, did you see the woman who was arrested when cops found $2,500 worth of Stanley Cups in her car? I did. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a story about, a, about parents who bought their daughter every Stanley Cup in every color because I didn't realize this was a thing. Yeah. But my wife was telling me, oh, yeah, 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 the kids have to have multiple colors and, you know, this kind of thing, the Stanley Cups. I didn't even know it was a thing until I saw the woman whose car burned, and she had the Stanley Cup inside, and it still had ice, and they replaced her car, which yeah. was cool because she went to social media, and they saw it, blah, blah, blah. Well, this, this parents have bought their daughter every Stanley Cup you could. It's $3,000 worth. Mother of the year. Is that... Because the internet told me to, basically. Is that a little bit over the top, do you think? I'd, I'd say a little let bit. let you decide that. Uh, middle schools, some are starting to take out bathroom mirrors... Because kids were taking up to nine bathroom breaks a day to go film TikToks. <laughs> Jeez. Are you kidding me? This is where it's we not, are. It's not vandalism. It's not, you know, making marks out, on the mirror. It's we have to TikToks. take out toilets because people are doing videos. Oh, all right. Now, if you have, do you like Burger King at all? I have not been to Burger King since 2003. <laughs> but you and know the date. And, yeah, like that's literally. Why do you know the year? Because I remember maybe 2003 or 2004, I just remember that I was in kindergarten. One time me and my dad went and my mom never liked Burger King. And that was like the last time. I think he took me and a friend one time. Maybe come back just a quick something to eat when we were back from school or something, if I remember right. Do you remember liking it or not? 
No, you not don't remember? at all. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure I enjoyed it a little bit. I, I, it's, it's a little funny with me because I know my daughter and Delaney, my youngest. There are certain things that she really likes, but Christine doesn't. So Christine yeah. never made them. And so Delaney was like, why didn't you ever do this for me? I like this. <laughs> kind of finding these things. Well, I say this because now if you go to Burger King, and I personally think their burgers are good. If you go to Burger King now, employees have been ordered to tell every customer, you rule. Because that's their, you know, their text line. And then give you a cardboard crown as a gesture of thanks for ordering oh. a Whopper or anything else on the menu. That's nice. So, you know, when you walk into a quick trip, hey, you know, hi, thanks, you know, they're, they're welcome mm-hmm. in, that kind of thing, you know, that kind of thing. If you walk into Bucky's, someone says hello to you, yeah. right? No matter what, when you walk into a Bucky's, someone says hello. It's like so, Chick-fil-A says my pleasure all the time. Yeah, there it's you like, go. I, I right. think this is a step up. You yeah. rule. So, so at BK, you know, you walk in, you order, you rule, and then mm-hmm. here's your here's your cardboard crown. Oh. Now, I would wear the cardboard crown like that. <laughs> I would put it on. That does not bother me. You I am difficult to embarrass because mm-hmm. I just look at me and realize what this is. <laughs> I mean, just just run with it. Just going out in, in public is kind of embarrassing for me. So I, I yeah, I'm yeah, just move on with it. Uh-oh. So I would wear the hat. And, and I will tell you, I have a history of this. Now, when I was in junior high and high school, mm-hmm. uh, I worked for Allied Van Lines with my dad for a while, but also with other drivers. And then when I got into high school, I wanted to buy a car. And so, you know, the parents said, fine, go get a job and pay for it. So I went to Long John Silver's, hey, okay. the one on Admiral that's not there anymore. It's right off Admiral and uh, seems uh, like Sheridan. there's none anymore around here. I don't know if there. Yeah, there's one. It's combined with the Arby's, or pardon me, the A and W. The A and W, yeah, right there. I think okay. it's still in business, right by Woodland Hills. Okay. Anyway, and there, they actually may still be the one over on Fifty First and Harvard as well. At any rate, so there were a lot of them at that point because the fish and chips thing was a big deal. So I get a job there, and they you had to wear the cardboard pirate hat every day. <laughs> so every day, here I am going in as a high school guy wearing a cardboard pirate hat. So if you think you can embarrass me, nah, <laughs> I will do it. So remember, if you go to BK, you rule, and that's all there is to it, and they will give you the, your crown. And I would take it. I would take it. There's no question about that. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, I already got the boot camps thing in. How about this one? Uh, did you realize... No, that was the same one. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Back to birthdays. Uh, my bad. Mm. All right. So birthdays, these things are not sports birthdays. Marissa Hargitay from Law & Order, SVU. Uh, big, big dun, deal dun. for people, right? Never watched much, but she's 60 years old today. Now, this one will get you. Did you ever watch Saved by the Bell? I, I, a little bit. Yeah, you, it's a little earlier than you, I would imagine. Yeah, my my young, My oldest and my, my kids. Runs. Like Tiffany Amber Thiessen from there. She was Kelly. Yeah. 50. And for Beverly Hills 90210, she's 50. Man. 50 years old. Richard Dean Anderson, who was MacGyver, is 74. Man. Gil Gerard, who was Buck Rogers, yeah. is 81. Sully, Captain uh, Sully Sullenberger, oh. 73 today. Oh. I introduced him for, um, had the honor of introducing him at the Salvation Army event multiple years back and got to spend maybe five or six minutes uh, with him just, you know, backstage. Yeah. I will tell you, he is extremely professional. He won't but. say three words if two words do. He was <laughs> he was cordial enough, but he was not anyone you would sit down with and have a beer. Not uh, his thing. Just straight straight to business, uh-huh. basically. Type yeah. thing. He, he told me what to say. He told me what not to say. And <laughs> then he said, then, "Yes." And then when I introduced Henry Winkler on stage a few years back at the, mm-hmm. one of the comic cons, he said, "Look, all I want you to do is come out." And you're welcome to briefly, you know, recap my career, but then just say Henry Winkler and get off stage. 
Because right. normally at a Comic Con like that, there is a, if you will, someone sits there and you're kind of the, oh, you know, you're the moderator, if you will. Yeah. And so I was kind of thinking I was going to do that. but And that's fine. It's his show. and so. But Sully was the same way. Here's what you're going to say. Here's what you don't say. And then and then leave. <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. My, I do have a picture with him, he and, the, he and the wife. And he wasn't unpleasant. It was just yeah. really obvious that he was not there to chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, if you, you, know, you know the story about U.S. Airways Flight 1549 in the Hudson River and what he did. So that's really cool. Uh, a couple of others in here. Uh, you'll never get this one. You'd have to look it up. Cheetah Rivera is 91. I know. You, you're going to have to look that one up. Pat Hayden, the old USC quarterback and broadcaster, is 71. Uh, and then from music, uh, let's see, Cheap Tricks, Robin Zander is 71 today. That, again, will make you feel a little bit older. Uh, and who else? Uh, that's really about it. All right, 713 on the Blitz 1170, and that does it for this day in sports history and not sports. This day in sports history brought to you, of course, by Triad Eye Institute. All right, coming up at about 7.50 this morning, we'll talk more Lions football with Matt Deary. He has the Locked On Lions podcast. In the meantime, let me tell you about uh, the folks over at Triad Eye Institute. They are helping us with the Valentines for Veterans, which is really cool. But I also mentioned what they're doing is they're helping us with what we, we want to do is what's help you see better. Now, imagine what the new venues put together out at River Spirit. If you have to go find your glasses or your contacts before you go, or, you know, you have to just wear them, all right? You don't, you don't want to. You want to get rid of those. You want to be able to see again, and you can with Triad Eye Institute because right now LASIK is still on special at $3,600, but it ends at the end of this month. So here's the thing. You have to get involved now or the price goes up February 1st. $3,600 is the, the least amount. It will never be cheaper at Triad Eye Institute. And the thing at Triad is you get Dr. Ryan Conley, fellowship trained to cornea expert and the best doctor in America to do this. You get the guy who, the guy who did my eye surgery. I had lens replacement there. That's not, I didn't need LASIK. I needed something a little more intensive. And so I had lens replacement. And I know what people say all the time is, yeah, I just, I'm really squirrely about my eyes. Well, we all are. I get that. You're taught not to ever get anything near them. Wear safety glasses, blah, blah, blah. Don't rub your eyes. I get it. But I will tell you that having done it, surgery was 22 minutes long, completely painless. There was never any pain in anything that I did at Triad. I mean, you know, unless it's put placing the IV. All right, so you get a little poke, and that's that. But that's all there was to it. You also have to understand that the, because this ends at, and you know, at the end of this month, they may have specials in 2024, but I don't know. We'll just see as it goes. But right now, it's as cheap as it'll ever be. You can also get a free screening at any Triad location. You can find those at triadi.com, and they have 0% financing. You can see if you qualify for it, which continues to make this an even better deal. You can throw away your glasses and contacts if LASIK is what you need. And if you do, there's only one place to do it. Call 918-252-2020. It's 918-252-2020 so you too can see more of your 2024 with Triad Eye Institute. Your new home for the Dallas Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder will host the Portland Trailblazers. The last time these two teams met, the Thunder cruised to an historic 62-point win, its largest in franchise history. Oklahoma State or Oklahoma City is 7-2 against the bottom five teams in the West. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. Last night, the Philadelphia 76ers Joel Embiid made history as he scored 70 points in his team's 133-123 victory over the Spurs. He became the ninth player in NBA history to eclipse the 70-point mark and broke Wilt Chamberlain's franchise record of 62 points. And Netflix has taken a leap into sports entertainment. They have reached a 10-year deal to stream WWE's Monday Night Raw for more than $5 billion. 
Raw has been the top program on USA Network, averaging 17.5 million viewers. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holst on the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. That line is always open. 918-879-1170 here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Reminding you every time the Oilers are home on a Saturday. Well, actually, on home on any day. Pardon me. Anytime the Oilers are home, we do what we call the Blitz Upgrade. And that means that you can buy any seat in the house. Generally, those less expensive seats up high, though, we'll call seat numbers during the game, and we'll take somebody down and put them right by the ice. It's called the Blitz Upgrade from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. Rick Corey and Bryce Hulse here. I, you know, we just talked to you before, and you heard Bryce mention it, and I said that Jeremy had texted us that Netflix and TKO Holdings uh, have a streaming deal. So WWE's flagship program, Raw, starting next year, will be Netflix's first move into live sports. It's a 10-year deal valued at more than $5 billion. Mm-hmm. Now, we know WWD is worth money. We, we understand yeah. we know Raw is their big deal. We get it. Uh, it has been, as you said, leading other networks. Was it USA? A USA. They've been with USA forever. Yeah. Leading them. So, and, and, you know, okay, to get USA Network, you got to have some kind of package. And mm-hmm. to get Netflix, obviously, you have to pay. So when it comes to this, if you want it, you're going to have to pay to get it. But Netflix has had problems with people sharing subscriptions, which, by the way, they've cracked down on pretty good. Unfortunately. Yeah, I just bought my <laughs> daughter a second prescription, basically, or subscription, so that we didn't have to mess with it because she did at least once try to get on ours, and it kicked her off, and she texted and said, hey, I can't. Okay, I just got her a, ne- a second one. But they're trying to make it so that they drive more people. And it is going to be – I mean, it's a big move into streaming sports and taking it away from a quote-unquote broadcast network, even though you had to have a service to get USA Network. Um, so this is – I don't know if it's going to – you know, is it their first of many? It's going to depend on how it does. This tends to do really well with advertisers and obviously viewers too. Uh, and, and we'll just drive other people that way. What we're looking at and what we're going to be looking at is almost everything – like this, every almost every sports broadcast is going to be streaming before long. Yeah, and I mean, kind of streaming only. You know, it's one of those things where you you're likely not going to be able to get much of it free. And it's is that going to change slowly with some things? Yes, it will. But it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. as it stands right now, how many people pay to get whatever their NFL team is rather than just watch what the offerings are nationally? Mm. Right, and mm-hmm. and there are a lot who do. There are many, many who do. Uh, so is there when that when there comes a day that it's all that way are we going to bitch and complain of course we are but i don't think i mean i don't think it's tomorrow i don't think we're far away i don't think we are either and you've already seen you know entities like hulu and everything have mm-hmm. the whole live sports connection prime video with their thursday night football yep. thing now so it was just a matter of time before netflix honestly I was waiting for it to happen even sooner for Netflix to kind of get in the game, and this is a way to do that. Well, I wasn't sure if Netflix was just going to go away. I mean, they they mm-hmm. they have a lot of original pr- uh, productions, and I get that. Uh, and we're good. Gosh, I, you know, we have we've had Netflix since it was a three DVDs a week deal. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had it way back when it first came out. Was six ninety nine or seven ninety nine a month? If you remember, text me at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That's our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. I think I remember it being six ninety nine early on, and okay. you could have the three DVDs, 
and then you mail the DVD back and you could get another one, but you could never have more than three at a time. And if you lost one or one got broken or whatever, if you did it once or twice, they'd just go ahead and replace it. You did it more than that, they'd start charging you, which I understood. So we had it way back then, and then we kept it when it went to streaming and all that. The prices have obviously gone up. Yeah. And it's one of the streaming services we still have. And quite honestly, it's one of the streaming services yeah, I'm not sure I'd miss if we didn't have. Some of, their, some of their original programming was really good. Now, mm -hmm. I sat one night, everybody else had gone to bed, and I sat one night and I went over there and I just started digging through all their self-produced stuff. Right. And I started watching. And I say self-produced. These are things where they go out and they, you know, it's not the way it works. I mean, sometimes we have this, you know, vision in our mind that a studio you know, has this grand vision and they go out and hire all these people and they make a movie. Most of the time it's another company doing that and pitching it to the studio. Mm -hmm. The studio just is the, either the venue or the, you know, the promotion monster, yeah. if you will. At any rate, they, I don't know how many of these things they go out and, and buy from others or how many they actually quote unquote a network Netflix original, as they say. But I know that I, I went through one night, I just went to a, gen, a genre that I have an interest in. And I went through that genre and I must have seen 200 that were listed there and as i i would occasionally click on one and start to watch and they were just horrid <laughs> i mean just horribly done however if you have a taste for a venue and or a certain thing not a venue but a, a certain genre if you will and you just want to consume that you can do that so yeah. i i thought at that point well i'm not sure they're going to make it and hang around you know when max came out a lot of people went there that you know they have some life you know they're doing some things differently now we got a note from prime because we are prime members so we got you know we have amazon prime which yeah there's a lot of stuff you can get there for not much and there's also stuff you got to pay for yeah. uh, but amazon prime even the not even the free stuff we got a note that starting january if you still want it ad free it's going to be 3.99 a month <laughs> extra onto whatever your prime membership is so Same. everyone's going to go that way yeah, I mean, so at that point, that's paid. Even if I mean, yeah, you're already paying for Prime. I get it, but even now, if you want that to be commercial free, that's paid. Eh, okay, it is what it is. So this is, but this is a big step, and it is just one more step in what I think is going to individual eventually be that way. All right. So Raw has been, as he said, as as Bryce said, NBC Universal Cable Network USA biggest biggest deal, seventeen point five million unique viewers per year. Now that's that's you know think about how many people watch the playoff games in the NFL and you yeah. realize okay that pales in comparison but it's still a big number. And sure. especially for someone like USA Network who has you know history of broadcasting some other sports events. So what do we think? Do we think um, I think it's the way of the future and I'm I don't know are you but but if you're a, if you're a WWE um flagship or if you're a WWE P1, which is huge fan. Do you care? I don't know what you pay to get whatever service you have that has USA Network. Yeah. But do you care? Is this a good thing for you? With Netflix, maybe they spend more time individually on each thing. That's the thing. I think it matters about what your uh, perception of streaming is in general. Are you a guy that's or that's um, kind of annoyed by all the different streaming services? You already have too many, and so it's like, Gosh, now I, I just got rid of Netflix and now I have to have it back because I, you know, want to watch this. 
I could see it being annoying at that point. Or if it's you already have Netflix, you don't really have anything else, then it works out for you. Well, I just, I just wonder is it is it a big enough deal that if you don't have it and you know to, to go out and yeah. Get, yeah, because again, I don't know what service you what streaming service you has that has USA. We use YouTube TV at home, right? Uh, which cost us, I think, something like seventy dollars a month, something along those lines, which was significantly cheaper than cable. Uh, and for still a really good amount of stuff, we get the live sports we want, which we could also get with the Hulu because we do have the the Disney you know Hulu bundle as yep. well, ESPN bundle. So we could get a lot of it there too. But there's some things you can't. Uh, so that's where we get it. But well, I don't know what you pay. But whatever it is you pay for whatever service that has that, you might actually pay less. It depends on if you want to switch out because if that was the only reason, most of the time it's not the only reason. Yeah. So are you going to find I mean, something Is this else. enough for you to add <laughs> Netflix, I would suppose, in yeah. this? Are you a big enough fan to do that? I'm, I'm not a big enough fan to do that. But if, if you are, like you said, like a P1 WWE fan, then I could I could see it being obtainable for you. Well, I'd like to know. 918-262-5072. Are you a big enough fan to do it? And I think as as you know, it's more than that. It's just another step into what we're going to end up seeing very soon. And you can give us opinions about that, too. I know there are a lot of people who, when streaming first started, oh, it's the worst thing ever, blah, 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 I hate it. That's always the way it is because, again, somebody moved your cheese and you don't like that. Mm. We've become much more, actually, I think, in some cases, excited about it because we realize we can get it so many other different ways and so many other yeah. different places. Jeremy and I will be sitting on the bus after a TU game, and we're streaming another game. We're streaming an OU or an OSU That's game. anytime you need it, right? Yeah, from one of our services, you yeah. know, that, that we both have, too. So you can sit there and you can do that, and I'm streaming those games. Well, that's something I couldn't have done before. Could have followed the score, but I couldn't have done that. I mean, so there are many ways in which we adjusted to it, and actually, hey, this is cool. You know, it's, again, that, that you know, right now thing. You know, right now. I want to mm -hmm. see it right now. Well, you can. <laughs> so, But my question is, is this enough to make you add Netflix? Are you that kind of a fan? Or will you cancel something else to do it? 918-262-5072. We did have a couple of texts here. One of them has a question. <laughs> it's funny. And, and one has a comment about the casino or, and their addition of the large sports bar, the gridiron sports bar. So we'll get to that when we come back. And I still would like your opinions on that, too, at 918-262-5072. Again, that's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. About this, about sports gambling, about what they're doing at River Spirit, I'm excited about it. I think Bryce is excited about it. I know our afternoon guys are excited about Pop and Colby. They get a chance to go out there and broadcast, which is going to make this even cooler. They do that during Thursdays in the NFL season, and I hope we get a chance to continue I'm, I'm assuming we will. But we have other people here who's, who are kind of weighing in on it. A, are you excited about the venue? And then B, what are your thoughts on sports gambling? I, I, I've lived a lot of time at another <laughs> radio station where it was hated. I mean, absolutely, it was the devil. And I don't think that's what the general person thinks, but I'm not sure. I know what uh -huh. I think, but I need to know what you think. 918-262-5072. That's the number here on The Blitz. Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Oklahoma State hosts TCU tonight at 8 o'clock in GIA. You can listen to that as well as the 7 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. Both teams are coming off of close losses over the weekend. The Pokes are still searching for that first conference win. The first edition of the Red River Rivalry is tonight at the Lloyd Noble Center as the 11th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners host the Texas Longhorns. Tip-off for that one is at 8 o'clock. 
And last night, the Philadelphia 76ers' Joel Embiid made history as he scored 70 points in his team's 133-123 victory over the Spurs. He became the ninth player in NBA history to eclipse the 70-point mark and broke Wilt Chamberlain's franchise record of 68 points. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Love to have you do it. It's our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Bryce Olson in the other room. I'm Rick Corey. Uh, asking you to send that to that your thoughts on what they're doing at River Spirit Casino and your thoughts on sports gambling in Oklahoma. I don't think it'll be long. I, I hope it's not long. I know we've got a lot of money running out of the state, and then whether you want to do it or not, it's going to be up to you. Uh, but I ask at 918-262-5072 if you're excited about the venue itself, which is going to be huge and cool. Uh, and what's your thoughts on sports gambling? Get a text here from Rachel that says, um, I'm excited about the sports bar to have a place to sit and watch all the sporting events that are being aired. It's awesome. And, yeah, they're preparing for sports betting. Beyond this, it's provided for fans of sports a place to go and hang out, which is needed in Tulsa. So, yeah, they're, they're doing the, the thing. And she says later on, because I said, yeah, it's really cool because we're going to have a couple of venues. She said, it will be nice if folks want to bet, so be it. Betting's not my deal, but I have been waiting for a cool venue. Right. And, all right, so you got a sports fan there who literally is telling you they have wanted something like this. There are places around town who host um, watch parties. We know, yep. you know, right across the street from the BOK, a friend of mine, Ted Andrus, owns that. And they have them, and I know Louis has them, and there are several places around to have watch parties. Uh, Middleton's, I know, have a lot of TVs and have watch parties. And by the way, their food is sneaky good, too, yeah. over there. Um, uh, and that's, that's an interesting place, but it's not going to be this size. So imagine being able to do not only a private room to have whatever you want, but then to have everybody in your group there. I mean, I know the, you know, I, I'm, I would have a hard time guessing whether the Packer backers or the Steelers group has the largest number of fans here in Tulsa, but I know they're both significant. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be utilized, you know, just far more than we, what we talk about with sports gambling and everything. That's the thing that we have to remember is no matter what your opinion on that is, it's going to be utilized by anybody. Yep. Lots and lots of people. And, and your opportunity to comment as well at 918-262-5072. Then we had, a, we had a question at the same number. Gretchen wanted to know, was that flashlight playing in the background? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, yes. We do need to find something else to go along with it that's a little bit like that because, yeah, we don't want that. Change that's it the up. It's the bed we play underneath, not sports when we're doing that. All right, uh, let's get back for a moment, if we will, to the Lions and 49ers. Any idea, Bryce Hall, the last time these two met in a very, very important game, for instance, oh, the NFC Divisional game? 1992. 83. Ooh. 1983. It was so long ago, the broadcast sounded like this. The 49er defense dominated the first half, and defending against the Lions was a bit easier when reserve quarterback Gary Danielson started in place of the injured Eric Hipple. Danielson spent the day firing into one of the NFL's premier secondaries. A unit that features two all-pros, Dwight Hicks and number 42, Ronnie Lott. Yeah, that's that's what it sounded like back then. And that is the voice, by the way, of Harry Callis, 
the uh, longtime voiceover guy, along with John Facinda, who they used to call the voice of God. Uh, as a matter of fact, I saw a tweet yesterday. Oh, he's John, and I can find him too. I saw a tweet yesterday because yesterday was the anniversary of the last thing he ever voiced for NFL Films. And it was about the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't do it. I can't even get anywhere near John Facenda, who was actually a, a news announcer, a news anchor in New York, okay. that Sable, who started NFL Films, found and asked him to do the NFL Films voiceovers, and it's historic. Anyway, that's how long it was ago it was, 1983. San Francisco won that game 24-23. So if... Yeah. You know, if that's any indication, and it's not, still, I thought it was really cool to be able to play that for you because I remember Harry Callis actually for a while did our opens for Tulsa football. That's a pretty good deal. Well, we had, we had a guy who was working on the broadcast with us, Joe Riddle, and Joe mm. just took a flyer and sent, him a, and sent him a question and said, hey, would you voice these intros? And he sent a note back and said, sure, for 500 bucks. We get Harry Callis, the voice of the Phillies, and, and, and you know that, that voice to do this. You know, national sports guy. Right. Yeah. right. So, yeah, found the 500 and got yeah. Harry Callis to do the old TU uh, intros. I wish we still had it, but I don't know if we do. Uh, a couple other notes I found I thought was cool. We're coming up in a few minutes talking to the Lions. Matt Deary, by the way, he's at the Locked on Lions podcast. C.J. Stroud yesterday donated, and it's not clear exactly how much, but it was between fifty and 100000 to Ohio State's collective called The Foundation. You know, the Ohio State University. He's the first former player to partner with them and do that. Uh, and that just shows you, again, what a good young man C.J. Stroud is. Yeah, he's been really awesome, I think, uh, in terms of proving just kind of what kind of person he is on and off the field, right? Well, and, you know, there was this big firestorm because, you know, when he actually had his interview post game, he, he thanks Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the network actually took that out for later broadcasts. They yeah. took the beginning of his, his you know, and, and they just, they edited that. And there was a great hue and cry about that. And mm-hmm. someone mentioned it when he was at the podium the other day. And he goes, like, I don't do that to be cool. I just do that because yeah. I believe in it. But he, I mean, he didn't seem to be really upset about it or anything. But uh, I thought it was neat that he gave money. And I wonder mm-hmm. how many athletes around the country do. It's the things you don't hear about it very often. And you, <laughs> I'm sure that a lot of uh, fans of certain schools, you know, when they're favorite player is is making it big in the league they're probably wondering i wonder if he could help us out a little bit here or if he does quietly under the surface you know yeah and then and there's some who probably don't want their name out there because there yeah. has well immediately this happens <laughs> yes and then everybody says we're going to go to them and try to find something but i do know there's some people i do know some help i know some that were involved in helping but that is the largest that i have heard of when it comes to former players yeah and i thought this move was really interesting you know, A&M lost their, Texas A&M lost their athletic director, Ross Bjork. He went to Ohio State. Now, he didn't hire Jimbo. He didn't give Jimbo the contract, but he's the one that gave him the extension. And, you know, after they had won that game against North Carolina in the Orange Bowl, and it looked like things were trending up, mm. you might understand that, you know, they gave him the extension, although I thought it was a little bit silly because that was a little bit of lightning in a bottle because he happened to have a very veteran quarterback who happened to, in the last half of his senior season, play pretty well. And then you look around, you realize, yeah, he got all this talent on the team, but none of it ever played out. At any rate, he moves on to, to Ohio State. So a and I'm thinking, hey, they'll hire somebody pretty quickly, right? They went out and hired R.C. Slocum as their interim athletic director. You know how long ago R.C. Slocum coached? 
35 years. It's been a long time. <laughs> uh, a long, long time. And, you know, he's not a young guy. Now, he seems to be a really nice guy. Um, he was, a very, you know, he was obviously a winner when he was at A&M. Uh, you know, he probably still has all his faculties, I suppose. But he coached from 89 to 2002. Okay. I mean, dude hadn't coached in 22 years. That's still a long time. Or been involved in college athletics for 22 years. He's 79 years old. Not that mm. that's too old to, to do this. And then when they say interim, I don't know how long that's going to be, but it makes me think if they hired an interim, one of two things. A, that's who they're going to hire. Or B, they don't intend to make a decision anytime soon. Now, you already right. have your coach. Right now, everything seems to be in place. Not necessarily see why you'd be in a hurry, but with things changing soon in the SEC, I would think you want to be on the cutting edge of everything, and maybe that's somebody a little bit more in touch. Now, I don't know. Maybe he's completely in touch. Maybe he's there every day. Maybe he's completely involved. You know, I'm down there a good bit because of my daughter, but I don't remember hearing the name a lot as far as consistent involvement. So that one surprised me a little yesterday. So is, do you think that that could also be a way of, uh, like, bridging the gap? In well, that's what finding, I mean. Yeah, but yeah. if, but in, if you're going to do that, it means you then, don't have any idea who you're after right yeah. now. <laughs> right. And I would be really surprised if someone in charge, and I, it's normally the AD who has the short list, right? Because you've got a short list of coaches and possibilities and things, and you better have your head in a swivel and be aware of what's going on in college athletics. Or pretty soon you can be the Big 12 going, Oklahoma, Texas are going where? <laughs> yeah, which was, exactly. you know, as you know, a bit of a surprise to Bob Bowlesby and all the other folks who were asleep in the boardroom. Uh, so if to me, to me, this signals they aren't really in a hurry and they're going to take time. And I understand taking time. I got no problem with that. But you would think you had a short list when this all started as a university president or a board or whatever. So that you would know that if this happens or you actually start to even hear it's going to happen, that you might have other thoughts in mind. This doesn't, to me, scream we're serious about it. And I know the kind of money they make down there. And I know I can't – I don't get – if this were anybody, it's not just because I have interest down there. I'd be shocked if this were anybody. If Joe C. leaves and they hire Switzer as the interim AD, I'm going to go, what? Yeah. That would would surprise me. mm -hmm. Nothing against Barry. But it would surprise me if, you know, if, if Bjork had left Ohio State, whoever left Ohio State, and they'd gone and hired John Cooper. Yeah, it, it seems like a like a loyal hire in a way, you know, just a hire from somebody that it's, you know is loyal to the school. Like, it, it doesn't really seem like it, who is fit for this job 100%, right? Well, I know he's been around a long time, and he's a guy that they all like and admire and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine. But that and, did and not that's s- kind of shielding the whole thing. Well, that just didn't scream organization to me. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't scream, we are forward-thinking, we're moving along, we already have things, in, which is part of the problem that they have always had. And part of the problem, I mean, look around. Mm-hmm. The people in college athletics who are successful are progressive. They don't yeah. sit. They roll with the times. They, they they do. The Big Ten added people. You know, the, the SEC robbed the Big 12. Now, the Big 12 went and added people, yes, but they didn't go rob people. Yeah. Those guys did. They were progressive. It was, it was a reactionary. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, but now with Brett Yormark, they'll be different. And, oh, yeah. and I know that's a commissioner. I'm not talking about an AD. But to me, that's the problem that a lot of schools today are facing is they don't think like the guys – who are who are forward thinking they don't think like the people on the front lines they think more like <laughs> it's more of a deer at a watering hole 
you know, you're kind of looking around constantly, and if you hear a twig snap, your head flips sideways. Otherwise, you're just hoping things stay calm at the pond. Yeah. And I and this looks like a move to me, and I hope it's fine. It looks like a move to me. It's like this says, yeah, we're not really sure. Yeah. And when you're, you know, an athletic department with the kind of cash they have and the kind of money they make every year and the kind of fan base they have and all those things, hey, look, they historically underperform. And sure. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they want to continue doing that. That's fine. But this one struck me as really odd. Well, and what an opportunity if you're able to be proactive, right? Again, when you have so many resources on their end. You'd think, but so far they haven't gotten that message now, have they? No. Now, they have in a couple of other things. They've been really dominant in some track sports. They've had really good baseball seasons. They had, you know, had a, had a cup of coffee and basketball a few years back, and they're not bad this year. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're fun to watch, but they're also frustrating because they'll win, they'll beat Kentucky, and then they'll go lose to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's mind-numbing as to how it, how it happens there. Somehow, though, just as I've always said, head coaches set the tone for a team. Leadership sets the tone for a department. And I, I got to think at some point you want someone who's consistently proactive in that leadership rather than, you know what I think we'll do for now? <laughs> I know this doesn't <laughs> sound right to me. You know, I look, I know you lacerated an artery, but here's a nice bandage. Mm-hmm. We'll just put the bandage on for now. We'll deal with the Speaking rest of it a little later. Yeah. 750 on the Blitz 1170. Let's flip, shall we? We'll talk a little Detroit Lions football NFL playoffs when we come back. Matt Deary is the Locked on Lions podcast owner. He's the guy who does that for the Lions, covering the Lions. We'll talk to him next. You can text your questions at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line right here on the Blitz. The Blitz text line is always open. 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder will host the Portland Trailblazers. The last time these two teams met, the Thunder cruised to an historic 62-point win, its largest in franchise history. Oklahoma City is 7-2 against the bottom five teams in the West. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Tennessee Titans are finalizing a deal to make the Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their next head coach, replacing Mike Vrabel. Callahan would be the sixth head coach in franchise history. In Callahan's career, he has worked with QBs like Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, and Joe Burrow. It is currently unknown whether the 49ers will have wide receiver Debo Samuel for the NFC Championship game. They did get relatively good news, however. Coach Shanahan said Monday that imaging did not show another break in Samuel's shoulder, which leaves the possibility for a turn open. The 49ers host the Lions for the conference championship Sunday at 5.30. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Always want to hear from you. You can also text us on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. 755, Bryce Hulse in the other room. I'm Rick Corey. We now welcome to our hotline Matt Deary from the Locked on Lions podcast as we talk a little Lions football heading into the NFL playoffs and Matt, I know as a Lions guy and been around and you've seen them and you've covered them, still you have to kind of pinch yourself a little bit that they're actually going to that NFC Championship game? Yeah, Rick, this is crazy. Uh, This town doesn't really know what to do. (laughs) You're talking about going to the NFC Championship game for the first time in 32 years, winning two playoff games in the same year for the first time since 1957. Uh, this is new territory for a lot of us here, but hey, 
Everybody knew at the start of the year this was going to be a good team. They'd probably win the division. They did. Uh, they wanted to host a playoff game and win it. They did that. Now, yes, everything is gravy, but don't tell that to the Lions and the Dan Campbell. They want to win this whole thing. They're not just going to be happy with upsetting San Francisco and going to the Super Bowl. They, they want to win this whole thing. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people. I saw the Colin, Colin Cowherd comments, and I noticed you had that on your Twitter feed, too, where you said, hey, don't think this is a Cinderella story. They can match San Francisco player for player. Now, our boss uh, and my friend Jeremy Poplin is a huge Niners fan. I don't know if he'd agree with that, but do you? Um, I mean, look, I think the Lions have a lot of talent, and it's a lot of talent that people don't know about. You're right. Obviously, if you ask people nationally about Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, yes, absolutely, the Niners are loaded. Brandon Ayuk is a first-round pick and a 1,000-yard receiver. And, and there's a lot of name brands on that Niners defense with Chase Young and Nick Bosa and certainly Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. But, like, yeah, the Lions <laughs> – I think the Lions on offense are right there with the Niners. I mean, Trent Williams is a great left tackle, but you know what? Panay Sewell is a great right tackle. So, yes, I think on offense. Defensively, you know, if the Niners front four can play better than they did Saturday night, they were not good against Green Bay. And Bosa can kind of do his thing. Those linebackers are superior to what the Lions have. But, yeah, there is a lot of talent there. And then you look up and you go, all right, you know, Kyle Shanahan gets knocked for decision-making and big games and, and even the end of the half the other night against Green Bay. I don't know what he was doing with his clock management and timeouts. And then Dan Campbell on the other side has just been really, really good. He's got a really good staff. So, yeah, they're right there with San Francisco. Um, I, I'd be concerned, though, about, I mean, the, I think the Niners' defense, really, they, they cover the middle of the field very well, and that's where Jared Goff and the Lions' offense like to operate. So that should be an interesting matchup. And then they did very well. Amon Ross St. Brown was big in that. Of course, Josh Reynolds was big in that as well. They did a great job with that. We're talking to Matt Deary. He has the on the Locked on Lions podcast. we talk a little Lions football here as we lead up to San Francisco and the Lions in the NFL playoffs. We cannot wait for that one. It will be the late game on Sunday at 530. Bryce Hulls? Matt, I saw a, a story making a lot of rounds in the past few days that Barry Sanders, you know, just obviously a Hall of Fame running back and a guy that we know a lot about here in Oklahoma, that if the Lions make it to the Super Bowl, Barry Sanders should be given a one-day contract and play one down to possibly earn a championship ring. Would you second that motion? <laughs> Bryce, is that real? Or is that, I mean, like, <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> actually real. That, that was actually like I mean, a, a, a real thing that we could possibly think about doing, right? I mean, I, I don't. The Lions have been the least gimmicky team of all time the last two years. It's been, it's been. Let's run the football. Let's have a great culture. Let's not mess with the chemistry. Dan Campbell does his thing. Brad Holmes, the general manager, does his thing. They have not been up for the gimmicky stuff, so I would I hope that happens. But it's kind of funny. I know Barry Sanders is an Oklahoma legend and of course, former Cowboy uh, in college, but um, the Lions have finally, you know, kind of fixed their relationship with Barry and Calvin Johnson. Barry is extremely visible at games. He's on the sidelines. Uh, they put him up on, up on the jumbotron, um, but no, I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> 
No, I can't either. And there would be some contractual issues and some other NFL things involved there. But it was something somebody had put out. Talking again to Matt De- uh, Matt Deary, who is the Locked On Lions podcast guy. You know, when you mentioned Dan Campbell, he is such a fascinating cat. You know, we are we see a time in the league where there are the Robert Salas, the Dan Campbells, and I know we're going to separate them as far as their coaching success. But they're more young, more driven, more. I don't know, just uh, there's there's something about these guys. It's not the old guy wearing the suit and the hat and the coat and the tie anymore. And Campbell has really caught lightning in a bottle almost in himself. Did you see that in him early on when he was hired? Well, no, no, I didn't. I I questioned him uh, on my podcast last year when the team started one and six. I'm like, maybe this just isn't the guy. He's awesome with culture. He's a fantastic leader. But is he a head football coach? Because you look around now in this day and age of the NFL and you see all these smart, young, hotshot offensive wizards like the Sean McVay tree, Shanahan, uh, uh, um, you know, you know, Arthur Smith before obviously he got fired was kind of this offensive wizard, Matt LaFleur, guys like that, Ben Johnson, Brian Callahan, who are going to be head coaches. You mentioned uh, 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 before I came on Callahan going to the Titans, but like Campbell's old school, old tight end, big guy that just is, you know, has been called a meathead. I saw a guy that I knew was going to flip the culture, but I wasn't sure if from an X and O's perspective in a big game, could his teams put other teams away, make the right decisions at the end of games and win close games. The Lions have won a lot of close games, right? This isn't just a team that blew everybody out this year. Toward the end of the year, they needed all 41 points to beat a bad Chargers team. They needed to eke out a win down 13 in the second half to a bad Bears team. They had to hold on for dear life against a mediocre Vikings team. It's not like they blew out the Rams and the Bucks these last two weeks. So Campbell's done a really good job, and he's, he's silenced the doubters, including me, when it came to X's and O's. He's a gambler. He goes for it a lot on fourth downs, but the players love him, and the execution has been there. 802 on the Blitz 1170. A few more moments here with Matt Deary from the Locked on Lions podcast. I have to ask about some of our local guys, and I say local. We kind of count Arkansas as over here as well because they're only about 90 miles from us. Frank Ragnow and Dan Skipper, both from Arkansas. And Ragnow maybe had the most brave performance I've seen in a long time with all those injuries. And we saw him grimacing in pain, and he kept coming back, and I know he said he was going to play. What do those two guys mean to this team? Frank Ragnow, let me, let me just say something about him. He is absolutely unbelievable and the toughest guy. I mean, we used to always talk about how tough Matthew Stafford was and is. But Frank Ragnow had a meniscus injury earlier in the year, played through it, had like a surgery and missed maybe a week, and that was it. And that's a two- to three-game injury at, at minimum. He misses one week. This past week he sprains both his knee and ankle, has to be helped off the field, Never took his helmet off, didn't go to the blue tent, and when the Lions got the ball back, he was right back out there. He is the heart and soul of this team. They are a different team without him. He's one of the best centers in the game, and uh, he's been absolutely great. Who is the second one? Because you cut out. Dan Skipper. Dan, it's funny about Skip because he's kind of a cult hero after that Dallas game. <laughs> um, it all, it, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's, I think he's been cut and brought back at least five or six times over the span of about six or seven years here. He's in a, just a, they love him in the locker room. No, no holds barred kind of guy. If they ask him to be the a third tight end, he can do it. 
extra uh, tackle. He play. He has played guard. He has played tackle if they need him to. And it wouldn't surprise me if this week, if any of the interior linemen went down with an injury, he's out there. He's the next man up. And yeah. they've drafted other guys in front of him. But Dan Skipper is beloved in that locker room. Matt Deering from Locked On Lions podcast with us here on the Blitz 1170. All right, I have to ask about Malcolm Rodriguez, a former Oklahoma Stater. I saw him actually catch a pass early this year. I know he's a linebacker. They've used him some at fullback. Uh, any use lately? What do you see for Malcolm in his future, or do you think he has one in Detroit? You know, last year he really was good. He came on a fifth, sixth-round pick that came on out of nowhere, won a job, won a starting job. And then toward the end of last season, his play really tailed off. Uh, PFF, his PFF grades were not good. And the Lions figured they needed to upgrade, obviously, that position and took a first-round pick, well, their second first-round pick, and used it on Jack Campbell out of Iowa. So the thing with Rodrigo is they put him at fullback. He's an excellent special teamer, great teammate. I don't know. You know, right now, you're right, Derek Barnes is playing a lot. Alex Anzalone is playing a lot. And Campbell. So – He's kind of the fourth linebacker, but I think he has embraced his role. He loves being on the team. I, I don't see him going anywhere per se, but he may, once his contract runs out, I think after next season, may you know, obviously try to get paid elsewhere because, like I said, he's behind Anzalone, Barnes, and Campbell right now. Right. So if you had to break this down, again, we're talking about the Lions and the 49ers in the first time these guys have gotten together since I think it was 83 in the championship game. And Matt Derry from Locked On Lions podcast, break this game down for us. What do the Lions have to do to win, and what's your prediction? I mean, Saturday night we all saw it. Green Bay controlled the line of scrimmage on the Niners, and it was a surprise. But Aaron Jones is getting six, seven, eight yards a clip uh, uh, on the carries. Jordan Love was pretty much upright all night. Didn't have much, There wasn't a lot of uh, traffic in the backfield. Lions have to do the same thing. If the Lions come out and play their game, which is smash-mouth physical football and can, can, can control the clock a little bit, keep the Niners off the field and run it, I think they'll have a good chance. Jared Goff has not thrown an interception in the playoffs so far. Uh, zero. So that's been good. Got to take care of the football. Um, but I just really think it's going to be one in the trenches. And I also think <clears throat> excuse me, the, the Lions have got to find a way to get some outside pass plays down the field because I think the Niners are going to try to take away St. Brown in the middle. And, um, you know, that's, that's a concern. And the Lions secondary, the cornerbacks are not good. And if Debo and Johnson and Ayuk are getting behind them, be a long day. Yeah, it's going to be fun no matter what. I just like seeing the story. I think the Lions are a great story. I have to ask you one more thing before you go. How has the city reacted? Because you said initially, you know, Detroit doesn't know what to do. I mean, the Pistons are awful. Tigers haven't been great in a long time. And this Lions franchise has been somewhat close at times and also a laughing stock at others. They've been winless this decade. How is the city really reacting? Uh, it's a giant party, man. Everybody uh, is really, really uh, excited. They've rallied around this team. The thing is, it's not just – this isn't just a flash in the pan. I think all the fans know they're going to be around for a while. There's a good young nucleus with Hutchinson and Sewell and Gibbs, Jamison Williams. All these guys are young. Jared Goff, heck, he's not even 30 yet. But it's a real likable group. They really are together. Even the Jim Caldwell playoff teams, the Jim Schwartz playoff teams, there was some dissension. There were some guys that fans didn't love, like Indomitian Sue and, and some others. Um this locker room is a really close-knit. All the guys are, are, are on a string for Campbell, and uh, everybody's really excited. And I think even if they lost, 
this would be on Sunday, this would be a successful season and boy, fans would be lining up for tickets next year. Yeah, but you can find Matt at Matt at Dairy Speaks. That's on Twitter. That's D E R Y Speaks. You can also find him, of course, the Locked On Podcast on the Lions. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, honestly, it's such a good story. I know my boss is a huge Niners fan, but you know, I'm not going to be heartbroken if the Lions win. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, they become America's team. Everybody rooting for them, and you know, the usual suspects this weekend: Baltimore, Kansas City, San Francisco. We've seen that, but the Lions being there, this is crazy. <laughs> it is fun, Matt. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. You bet, Matt Deary from the Locked On Lions podcast did a really good job. Eight oh eight on the Blitz eleven seventy. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. It's interesting. It's fun, isn't it? I mean, you say how's the city react? Well, the city goes about its business, but honestly. When you haven't been good in a long time and you are, there is kind of a, a reaction in the city. You see more people wearing gear. You see more people with, you know, there'll be signs, you know, the, the signs outside businesses, Lions special, mm-hmm. come in and get this or that, you know. I mean, an example, if you if you go to Roswell, New Mexico, everything there has an alien on it, everything. <laughs> everything. And I've been there twice. I love, well, actually three times. Love Roswell. I love the atmosphere. I love how quirky it is. And they embrace it. Yeah. Right. Well, the city of Detroit, as he said, doesn't I mean they're this is odd territory for them, but they're embracing being good. Yet I wonder if they really know how. <laughs> <laughs> just figuring it out along the way, right? Yeah. I mean, they they just know that's a good feeling, and yep. that's a good enough to go off of. And you had Lomas Brown there last weekend. You had Sanders there last weekend. Eminem mm. is on the sideline every yeah. week. <laughs> uh, who was it? Taylor Lautner was out there as a Lions fan. There are other celebrities. It's becoming like Colorado and Dion. They're getting that kind of a you know of a grouping following them now as being kind of the thing. I think it's kind of fun. It's ATN here on the Blitz eleven seventy. All right, still to come. We have. Uh, I want you to hear a little bit of what happened yesterday on the afternoon show. That is the show with Bob and Colby, as Pat Croft was on. He is the CEO of the Gaming Enterprises part of the Muskogee Nation, uh, Muskogee Creek Nation, and you're going to talk about what that what's coming. The Gridiron Sports Bar and Complex. It's coming out to River Spirit. Jeremy had a chance to talk with him yesterday and ask some really good questions. I want you to hear part of that coming up. Plus, we'll talk more about tonight's basketball, TCU and OSU, Oklahoma and Texas. And we're taking your text at 918-262-5072. Had a big announcement about WWE Raw going to Netflix over the next 10 years for $5 billion. Your thoughts on the streaming. We'll take that, too, right here on the Blitz 1170. In the meantime... Let me tell you about the folks over at Over Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division. I know the last several days, really busy for Frank Sanders Jr., the people at Oklahoma at Overhead Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division. You see, they not only install doors of all kind when it comes to commercial. You can think of a freezer door, a fire door, a higher speed steel door, the kind of a door that rolls down onto a con, you know, say a concession stand. You know, the doors that go up and down in the back of those delivery vans. You know, or like a U-Haul. You rent that, and you just take that door that goes up. Those are commercial overhead doors. Doesn't have to be huge. Can be. Can be like the size of a hangar door at the airport. But they handle all those doors. And over the last few days, I know they've been swamped. One of the reasons is, you know, when the weather gets like it has been, and it's going to you know, it's gonna get a little nicer, which is nice, but we're not done. And then when it's really, really hot during the summer and when it's really, really stormy during the, during the spring, you start to realize how that door is old. And maybe it leaks or maybe it lets in too much cold air or hot air during the summer. And that's why you have over at Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division on your side for a service contract. Like Amazon does here. How many doors do they have? Like the Tulsa Police and Fire Department do. Those things, those doors have to work. 
That's Overhead Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division taking care of those. So for your business, which, you know, if you're like me and you're a small business owner, you got one business. It's got to work. <laughs> you know, doors have to work. That thing has to go up and down, especially if you have an overhead. Have a commercial contract with them so that they can come fix it right now. If you need it fixed, if you need it realigned, if you need the seals done, if you need it insulated, because they can do that. So you have an opportunity to actually save money on the air conditioning or the heating. Then have them do that. If you need it replaced, no-brainer, right now. They're the ones who are going to do it. Five decades plus of experience. Am I telling you what I'm saying is you need them on your side. If you don't need them right now, there'll be a day that you do. And you don't want to go flipping through the Google, you know, and all that kind of thing. What did Rick say? Do it now. Go to OverheadDoorTulsa.com. That's OverheadDoorTulsa.com. And then simply click on commercial. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Oklahoma State hosts TCU tonight at 8 o'clock in Gallagher-Ab Arena. You can listen to that as well as a 7 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. Both teams are coming off of close losses over the weekend. The Bokes are still searching for that first conference win. The first edition of the Red River Rivalry is tonight at the Lloyd Noble Center as the 11th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners host the Texas Longhorns. Tip-off for that one is at 8 o'clock. And tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder will host the Portland Trailblazers. The last time these two teams met, the Thunder cruised to an historic 62-point win, its largest in franchise history. Oklahoma City is 7-2 against the bottom five teams in the West. Tip-off for that one is at 7 o'clock. And some breaking news for the day. Netflix has taken a leap into sports entertainment. They have reached a 10-year deal to stream WWE's Monday Night Raw for more than $5 billion. Raw has been the top program on USA Network, averaging 17.5 million viewers a year. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app.